Where is that record button? There it is. What did you just say your new nickname was? Weeping Willow Cuber. <laughs> Excuse me. It's kind Man, of, stop it, making it, me cough. <laughs> I like to say strong as bull, but it's that's not the truth. You know, I, I'm I'm as steady as an oak or sturdy as an oak. No, I'm weeping willow cube. <laughs> My limbs go everywhere when when the wind blows. Well, can I tell you this? I have a willow tree in my backyard, and it's quite delightful. Is it weeping? No, it's a dragon claw willow. Okay, I've never heard of a dragon claw willow. Is it breathing fire? No, but well, I haven't made it angry either, so I can't attest to that. Okay. It's entirely possible. That's good. Oh, is it a whomping willow? From <laughs> you going Harry Potter here? On no, you? but thank you. No. It You're is welcome. a weeping, and, and essentially, I, I don't even know if it falls under the weeping category. But dragon claw is very much like a willow in that it's dirty because all the twigs and branch they always fall off. I can mow the lawn, and and we bag every time just because there are so many sticks in the yard. Oh man! So it's not the whippy things like you know the standard weeping willow. These are actually twigs and sticks and sometimes branches and they just break off so easily it's that's hence the the, uh, the weeping part it no not weeping it's uh, uh it would be weeping hard tears because they're actual branches not the teardrops of the wimpy weeping willow branches well this topic is making me start to weep so let's get back to <laughs> whomping willows and what's the name of your willow tree dragon it's a dragon claw dragon dragon, fruit, dragon claw, claw. Dragon, Dragon Claw. That, that does sound like it does sound like something from Harry Potter, though. <laughs> it's like isn't one of the houses Ravenclaw? You can just get a fifth house and call it wasn't Dragon Ravenclaw. It's like you ask the yep. questions you already know the answers to. Wasn't well, I do know the answers to Slytherin? Why, yes, that's half the time. Half of half of the way I, I remember shit is to say it out loud. <laughs> so I'll tell my wife, hey, remember that. Remind me of this. She's like, I'm not going to remember that. No, but I will now that I've told you to remind me. <laughs> Wasn't one of their houses called Glenfiddich? No, no, that's a scotch. I'm sorry, my that, mistake. That's a scotch, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a very good scotch. <laughs> it's yeah. an excellent house name on Harry Potter, too. What house are you in? Speaking of scotch, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it with a Scottish accent, though. Oh, Glenfiddich. <laughs> I, I always turn into Dudley Moore, but uh, hey, it was worth a try. And you, you did your college, you gave it a college try. You did your very best. My thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, if you wanted in a Wisconsin accent, I can do that. You can do Wisconsin. Can you? You can do Chicago too, huh? I can do Chicago. It's not that tough. <laughs> but you sound tough. <laughs> which is the main thing. And that was a, uh, that was a, that could have been a very nice woman from um, Downers Grove. And she would have that same accent. Interesting. Yeah. And the same voice actually. How come didn't take the car? Yeah. Like that. Hmm. So this is even getting better now, ever since yeah, you got so, us off the weeping willow thing. Way to go. <laughs> Way to jerk the rug out well, from I'm under just, us there, I, Spanky. Uh, I'm trying to set up a, a scare because this week, John, 
is this week is my favorite holiday. It's my two favorite holidays fall right next to each other. Really? The, yep. And both of them are are not popular with everybody. And I understand why, but at the same time, I don't care. <laughs> my very favorite holiday yes. in this entire world, Halloween. Okay. That doesn't surprise yep. me. I love Halloween. I think it's I love I also grew up in the the what is the self-proclaimed and I don't even know if it's self-proclaimed it might have been proclaimed elsewhere as the Halloween capital of the world. And that was Anoka, Minnesota. Look it up guys, look it up. It is the Halloween capital of the world. Hmm. Well, now that yep. you've told us there's no reason for us to look it up. Oh, well, it's just in case they don't believe me, they can look it up on Google. Because, you know, if you look it up on Google and it shows up and it proves my, myself to be right, it's true. If it proves myself to be right, except in your grammar. Exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I'm having, I have had a, a little bit of uh, grammar issue this week. Is Grammarly surgery, issue. I use Grammarly. <clears throat> Say that again. I'm is, sorry. I'm sorry. Is that from your surgery, do you think? Uh, no, did they remove, that's just me some, being stupid. Did they remove some, I don't know, semi-colon brain tissue? <laughs> some, <laughs> oh, those are so, they're so overrated. <laughs> they I go for the, I go for the full colon. That's better. Yeah. A full stop colon. I'm sorry. Full stop colon. Continue with your story. So do you, well, that was the end of my story. <gasps> really? I grew up in Anoka, Minnesota, Halloween capital of the world. Love Halloween. That's not the only reason I love Halloween. I have a lot of great Halloween memories, including the 1990 something snowstorm. I think it was 1993 or 94 snowstorm yep. during Halloween. That was awesome. Yep. Um, I, I got TP'd that night too. I remember that. And um, my second favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. But not because it's Thanksgiving, not because of why we celebrate it. It's just because it's a food holiday, and I love food. <laughs> you should buy rights weigh 350 pounds. I should. I really should, yeah. as much as I love food. Yeah, I kind of do, too. We're both that way. Yes. Happily, neither is 350 pounds, but I'm much closer than you are. 349, baby. I'm not 350. <laughs> You've lost weight. You're down to, like what, 160 I'm now? down to... 190 you suck <laughs> you know, my goal is 185 and that's still not according to the doctor still not my healthy weight shut up doc but i don't i don't really believe it yeah because i wouldn't i feel comfortable around 185 190 that's that's my sweet spot for feeling like i have energy and i've anything below that i just feel cranky anything above that i feel slothy so i'm gonna stick to where i feel comfortable Cranky and Slothy were two of the girls I dated in college. Uh, yeah, I, I use those every year. I, I rotate them as my Halloween costumes. <laughs> Cranky and Slothy. That's very yeah. good. Um, I, well, so it I sounds like an Adams family member. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I weighed just about your weight when I graduated from high school. Oh, really? And when I went to college and... Um, somehow learned about Michelob beer. Yeah. And they were cool brown bottles that would sit very nicely on the uh, uh, the light guards in our dorm rooms. We'd stack Michelob bottles across the top of the dorm room, and apparently that stuff causes you to gain weight. No. I know. I know. I was well shocked. I, well, you, you went to school in Madison, so you were a ways away from Milwaukee, pretty close. I went to school in St. Louis. 
which is also a big beer town. I don't know why. I mean, there's this little company there called Anheuser-Busch. You know, it's only headquartered there. And a lot of other beer companies that are actually there as well. Um, you know, no, not a tiny. big beer town. When I left, when I left Anoka to go to college in St. Louis, I weighed 138 pounds. What? Yep. Four what? years later, when I left St. Louis, I weighed 210 pounds. <laughs> I'm sure it was just because of the good food. Yeah, that's it. Well, I mean, there was a lot of that too. St. Louis pizza is good. <laughs> so I moved away and I worked out like crazy when I, when I, cause I moved to Atlanta mm-hmm. and I got back down to about 190, moved back to St. Louis and ballooned up to 220. Wow. Yeah. You had favorite restaurants or something. Yep. Oh, there was a lot of great restaurants. I think we've talked about restaurants before somewhere <laughs> along in our great history of, of podcasts, the 40, some 42 episodes we have. ago. And you know what's but, interesting uh, actually is the weight I gained from Michelob beer. Michelob is brewed in St. Louis. You're right. It is. So it's sort of like you and I were kind of crossing paths. We were connected in, that early yeah, in our life. In a happy way. We were... We were connected before I was even born. <laughs> yes, we probably were. <laughs> and not in a weird way. No, uh-uh. Dad. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> not, uh, at least from a chronological standpoint. Right, right. So, John, I'm, I'm curious. Do you like Halloween anywhere near? You're, you're never going to like it as much as I do. I know that. But do you like Halloween as much as I do? <laughs> Or near as much as I do. Well, you're never going to like it as much as I do. Do you like it as much as I do? <laughs> you heard what I said afterwards. I corrected you're myself. A drinker, Darn aren't it. you? Not yet, but I'm looking forward to it. I bought some new uh, whiskey this week. That did you? I, I was in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, uh-huh. and went. I, I usually stay. We've talked about the courtyard before. Stayed in my favorite hotel, and right across the street, there's a newer hotel, or not newer hotel, new. Um, restaurant. It's actually in an old hotel building, which is ironic because the hotel that I stayed in is in a bank building across the street. <laughs> anyway, I go to the restaurant and they have a special drink on their menu and it's a it's their house Manhattan. And they use a a rye and hold on, let me pull it out so I remember the name because they had a couple of different ones with similar names. Rossville Union. Hmm. And it's from a place in Indiana. And uh so I, I tried it, and I'm like, oh, this is really good. So I looked up the the uh, rye to see if, if I could buy it in, in Nashville, here in Nashville. And nope, you couldn't. You can buy it in Minnesota. You can buy it in Illinois. You can buy it in Missouri and a couple other states. So, and, and some of them are even surrounding Tennessee, but you can't buy it in Tennessee. Huh. Uh, so I, I promptly found the liquor store in one liquor store in Cape Girardeau that had it, and I went and bought a bottle. And it's very, very good. I would highly recommend it if anyone listening to us actually has Rossville Union. It's obviously for sale in Indiana because it's made in Indiana. Uh, Rossville Union rye. And there's two different types. There's a a barrel aged something and then there's the handcrafted something or other. I don't remember, but um, it's very, very good. Highly recommended. Which one did you get? I got, hold on. Oh, you have to look. Yeah. Hold on. It is master crafted straight rye whiskey. Okay, so then may I ask approximately the price range? Uh, it was a little under forty bucks. Okay, so it's not stupid expensive like some no, whiskey. Not, no, not at all. Mm-mm. 
Not at yeah, all. Some are expensive. Um, like scotches, for example. I'm a fan of Lagavulin. Mm-hmm. You've told me that before. It runs about 85 or $90 a bottle. So I'm not as big a fan uh, <laughs> for 85 I, and 90 bucks a bottle. So I, and, and that one, if I, if I remember correctly, that is a single malt, right? As I recall, it is. I get okay. confused easily. And especially when I know I'll learn all about it and then I'll drink it and then I'll forget everything. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how it goes, right? Yeah. So I'm a, I'm actually a, a big fan, which is weird. I think, I think it might not be. I'm a bigger fan of blended, uh, blended scotch whiskeys and, uh, Johnny Walker being my favorite. I'm, I usually drink Johnny Walker black. Uh, John, a lot of people don't know this because a lot of people drink Johnny Walker red because it's cheap. Yep. But Johnny Walker red is designed to be a mixer. It's not designed to be drink, drank strut. Really? Drunk straight. Hmm. Yes. But Johnny Walker black being that is, is. And so that's when I usually drink. But if I could pick any one of them to drink, I'd be drinking Johnny Walker blue. blue. But that's $150 a bottle. It is. And it's delicious, too. Oh, it's so good. The gold is good. It's just so honey-infused. It is. So do you know that with gold, you're supposed to freeze the entire bottle? I didn't know that. Why don't they have instructions? Or do they? They do, uh, or they did. They don't have it on the bottle, but they actually... So Johnny Walker will have events in different cities Mm -hmm. that you can go, and they'll teach you how to drink every single one of them. See, I would like that job because I'd make crap up. I would. I would say oh, this one is yeah. supposed to be the Johnny Walker pink is supposed to be drunk on your head. <laughs> so you need to stand on your head. And here's a special funnel that we sell uh, for $83. And you have to use that funnel. Now, if you want to be wimpy and yep. go with the black, that's fine. You can just sit up normally and drink that. But if you want the full experience, go with the Johnny Walker pink and drink it on your head. Yep. <laughs> we could do that. We could. That would be a lot of fun. But yeah. right now, I actually, so I actually have a Johnny Walker <laughs> that yes. was aged in a wine cask, in a red wine ah. cask. Okay. And that one's that one's really good. It's really smooth. You don't really taste the wine and it doesn't really change the flavor, but it makes it a lot smoother. So that's really good. But have you ever seen so I've I've gone to those tastings and I don't know if you've ever seen when I actually do wear a tie and we're in the same place. Have you ever seen my Johnny Walker tie pin? I can't say that I have. Well, next time look for it because I might be wearing it. I usually wear a, a, I don't always wear it, but once in a while I'll just pop my little Johnny Walker walking man I don't type in on wear it. it. <laughs> but when I do, wait, that's the wrong one. I don't always wear it because it pokes when I'm naked. That's yes. And I usually wear ties when I'm naked. I, I've heard that. In the hospital room <laughs> with a pecan. <laughs> oh, Jennifer's taking my phone. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about scary. Oh, that was awesome. See, good segue, John. Good segue. And you never answered my question. You'll never like it as much as I do, but do you as like it I do. up to yeah. what I do? I, or as much as... I used to. When I would get bags okay. full of candy, <laughs> I loved okay. Halloween. And it was as a kid, it was a... It was a uh, I, okay. I have a story about this. As a kid, it was great. I mean, it was. We were in a small town, and so you could go door to door, and you would just load up with and truly a, a full size grocery bag is what I would bring home. And the last year I went, I was also a manager for the high school basketball team. 
So, you know, you do all the scrub work and you, you know, pick up the balls and you wash the jerseys and blah, blah, blah. And our high school basketball coach, rest his soul, uh, Wilson, was just the coolest guy and a terrific coach and really uh, uh, did extraordinarily well at the high school. But he had this very high voice. And we were all scared to death of him. So in fourth grade, when he first came to the school, he, he said, and I'll do a pretty good impression, he would say, uh, okay, now we're going to need to make sure we, and that was pretty close to the, the tenor of his voice, if you will. And so at fourth grade, we're laughing our butts <laughs> off <laughs> and we're trying to cover our mouths and not laugh and be disrespectful, but we couldn't help it because we're kids. And here is an adult man who spoke about like this. And it was really, you know, kind of a different thing. Sounds very to. Mickey Mousy. Uh, a little bit, but let me just tell you, the voice could get pretty intense. Uh, when he was coaching basketball games, he wasn't quiet. In the first few years, I'm sure opposing teams made fun of him, but he was a good coach. So we ended up beating their butts. And uh, he, I think he just used that for inspiration. But on Halloween one year, 13 years old, I had to skip out of basketball practice in order to go trick-or-treating. And I said, Coach, I need to go a little bit early, if that's okay. And he says, oh, what, what are you doing, Quaddy? Um, well, I... I'm, uh, yeah, we're going, uh, we're going trick or treating. And he said, trick or treating. <laughs> 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 and I'm so, sure I was red head to foot because everybody in the entire school, I'm sure heard it. <laughs> so that one though. So, you know, um, have you, you've seen Shrek, right? Sure. You, that, the way you just did that sounded like the gingerbread man. <laughs> yeah, it might have been something of that. <laughs> I love the gingerbread man. Oh, he's hilarious. <laughs> Do you know the muffin? It's the muffin man. The muffin man. Yeah. Do you know the muffin yep. man? No, it was the gingerbread man talking about the muffin it man. It was the gingerbread talking about yeah, the muffin man. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. I Oh boy. So yes, that's funny. Favorite Halloween story. That's really we we have celebrated in the past. Um have you gone to like adult parties and dressed up? I mean, when I say adult, I don't mean nude, but I mean adult kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yes to both. No, I'm kidding. Uh yeah, I've gone to a few. So but you know, as as I think about it more, I think you're kind of leading up to something uh, probably unintentionally. I think the lead up, just oh, like lead Christmas for me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now, the the like the lead up to Christmas. Yes. The lead up to Halloween is more fun than Halloween itself. Oh. So on October first, we start watching Halloween movies. We get out and we start decorating, <laughs> and we plan costumes and and plan parties and things like that. When once we get to Halloween, it's not as Halloween itself is not as much fun because it, and and I I really enjoy going out with my daughter and watching her trick or treat, but I can't go to the door and trick or treat, so I'm just sitting there with my neighbors walking around. Granted, we have flasks of of whiskey, which is another reason to buy an extra bottle. Um, walking around the street, just you know, chilling, but that's pretty much it. That's the end of Halloween for us, and then we go clean up. So it's like all of this lead up, all of this fun, but then on the day, it's just kind of, eh, it's the day. I have the same thing with Christmas, and people are probably going to hate me for saying that because I know Christmas is everyone's favorite, but it's it's kind of the same thing. You know, the lead up to Christmas is fun, the getting the presents, getting them wrapped, getting all of the decorations up, blah, blah, blah. I could take or leave Christmas after the meal's done. 
Pontius Interruptus. All right, folks. Sorry about that. We had another snafu when it comes to our audio and our recording, but I think we have it fixed this time. We are actually experimenting right now with a new system that should eliminate some of the uh, cracking and popping that we had when John was trying to talk to us. And, you know, it's, I'm just going to blame John. I don't think it was really his fault, but I, I really, I, I think it's safe to say that it's all John's fault. I have very big shoulders. You do have very big shoulders. You do. So, so I don't honestly, cause it took us a while to figure out what the problem was and get a workaround going. Um, like I said, I think we do have a good workaround. We'll find out when I actually have to go and, and edit all of this. But I think, John, let's I, – I think I remember I had asked you about ghost stories and if you had any that you'd be willing to share with us. So let's just jump into that and uh, let's, let's get some ghost stories out to our, our fans out there who I, I am sure all love Halloween. Nowhere near as much as I love it, but they love it <laughs> almost as much. <laughs> I don't have any ghost stories. You don't? I don't. I mean, I. I mean, I could make one up. But Bob and Sue went to the campfire, and Sue and Bob started to get. You know, so I switched them up there. That's part of telling the story. They started to get a little amorous, and then before you know it, uh, Sue feels two hands on her butt, and. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this Halloween story. It's a scary story, but not one that I'm really digging right now. Oh my goodness! See, John, you so you're telling me in your 49 years of life, you have not experienced anything supernatural or anything that you would consider even even if you have a reason for it, even if you have you've debunked it. There was nothing just a little bit odd in your past that you can pull a story from. Pull a story from your ass. No, oh Nick, yeah, wow, talk about making the impossible. No, Nick, nothing weird has ever happened to me. <laughs> I see. You're just one of the straight-laced people that, oh, that nothing up. ever happens to. I just don't. Nothing in your past life. I just don't recall. <laughs> yes. I, yes, when I was a bumblebee. I just don't recall <laughs> any stories other than, and I think when we were kids, uh, probably uh, as, you know, Cub Scouts or whatever, sitting around a campfire and having someone tell <laughs> scary stories with a flashlight, that's but they weren't anything that would stick with me because, you know, everybody's screaming and it doesn't matter. You're it's the screaming to scream. It's not screaming because you're scared. When I was in college, I was actually part of this group that I can't remember exactly what the title was, but it was basically the governing body of our dorm system. So it was like, um, Oh, I can't remember what it was called, but we, you know, everyone, no one was really elected. Yeah, I guess we were all elected to positions, but you also traveled to different schools to attend these big uh, conferences uh, that had to do with the um, residence, Residential Life Association or something like that, right? Okay. Uh, and uh, so we traveled to Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska, and we went to um, the University of, what is it, the University of Nebraska? Yeah. Okay, so we, we were there. And I remember it was around Halloween time and all of the different groups from all over the country, we all stayed in the dorms and, and we got together with a whole bunch of different people. There was like 10 different people from nine or 10 different schools. And we decided to tell ghost stories. And one of the guys I was with, I thought it was hilarious. He got so scared during our ghost stories. He went to his suitcase, grabbed his Bible and was hugging his Bible the entire time. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell me one of these horrendously scary ghost stories. Wait, let me make sure I have my Bible nearby. Actually, I have my Bible app on the phone, so I'm good. There you go. Just hug your phone. Yeah, I do. I, mean, I know you always Normally do. Normally I so. do. Right. Anyway, I don't know if this story is one that made him hug his Bible, because I don't think it's that scary, but it goes back. It it, it takes the, – the story itself is not long, but the time frame that it, it comes together in was a fairly good amount of time. It sounds like the story so, leading up to the story takes some have, time, though. It, well, exactly. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get everyone Let's in the mood. I wish I could have some spooky music in the background. <laughs> well, I can get some. Will you give me crap for messing with the copyrights? Well, I mean, yeah, it's copy. I'm not going to do it. I was going to pull up my Scary Sounds app. Okay. So as I have stated before, <laughs> I grew up in Anoka, Minnesota. Anoka is not just the Halloween capital of the world, but I've been told that the name is Native American for land between two rivers. We lived on the Mississippi. I actually lived in a community called Ramsey, and it's right next to Anoka, but Anoka was all-encompassing of all the communities around it. So I lived in Ramsey, and we lived right on the Mississippi River. And when I say right on the Mississippi River, we were 30 yards. The back of our house was 30 yards from the edge of the water. So you weren't really on the Mississippi. If you were in a riverboat, you'd be on it. Oh, good Lord. Let's <laughs> let's cut it out with the... the ex- you, were, ah, you got me... Now no, you got me cut flustered. it out. Ghost stories should never be flustering. Uh, that's not the ghost story. It's my grammar. Oh, okay. Mr. Grammarly. Okay. I'm so, just going to call you Mr. Grammarly oh, from now Please on. do. I don't have to pay for Grammarly anymore. I've got you. Heavy and the mister. Right. Okay, go. Uh, so anyway, 30 yards from the river. In the summer... The water got low enough, usually, that you could walk across. We used to hit balls across, so it's not a very large part of the Mississippi River. So when people are imagining a Mississippi, they're probably thinking New Orleans, they're thinking St. Louis, you know, very, very wide, a mile across at parts. No, it was less than 200 yards across uh, in the summer. And shallow. And very, very shallow. So summer, I was, when I was 12... We, my stepbrother, we had some friends that lived across the river, also people that were in the car business. He actually still owns a car dealership. Um, anyway, 12 years old, we crossed the river to go see our friend across the river. And the property across the river is a, a different city. It's not any part of, at that point, was any part of any metro area. It was actually farmland. And this person had, he grew up on that property in the farmhouse that used to stand on the property. When he was older, he took over the barn and redid the barn and made it a house. And that's what is over there now. That's where he lives. So we went over to the barn and we were hanging out there and, and talking. And I don't know how we got on the topic, but we, were, we got on the topic of ghost stories. So he said, well, when I was a boy, we lived in the farmhouse and it was hundred yards away from the barn. And it was a little white box square that had two floors. And he was in his bedroom on the second floor. And one morning he woke up to a man standing in the doorway of his room. Now he described the man as wearing a black coat that went about to the mid thigh and a bowler cap. And he, he was very specific to say, have you ever seen that painting where you've got the the gentleman wearing the coat down to the mid thigh with the bowler cap, and he held has an apple in front of his face. Are you familiar with that painting, John? I can't say I am, but okay. Um, have you seen? Oh, I can't remember the name of the movie. Um, it had Pierce Brosnan in it, and he was a very wealthy man, but he was also a, a art thief. Hmm. Um, yeah, I kind of do remember. I remember um, that concept. Yeah, it was a remake. Yeah, 
Yeah, so that it was very prominent in that film. So okay. if anyone looks that up, um, and and you'll see the painting in there. So he said it. Lo- he looked very similar to that, but he didn't have an apple in front of his face, obviously. So he's just standing there, standing there, staring at him. And of course, he's a, a young boy. I think he said he was ten or eleven. And he looks at this guy and he's like, "Who are you? What do you want?" And the guy just turns his head to the right and boom, disappears. Hmm. So he's obviously, his name is Jim. He's obviously very upset. And he runs out, runs uh, around the, to the staircase, runs down the stairs and he's looking all over the house. He goes into the kitchen. He walks out into the living room where the front door is and the front door is wide open. And then there's a screen door that is, has the, um, the spring that should make it spring shut, but that's wide open. What? And the man is standing there in the doorway. Not touching the doors, not holding anything open. The doors are just open. And now Jim's freaking out, and he's he, he looks at the guy and starts yelling at him and saying, I'm going to call my parents. This is, who are you? Why are you here? What do you want? And the guy just looks up. Boom, he's gone. Just disappears. Jim runs out the front door, and he's looking all over. He turns around, and he looks at to, to the top of the house, and the guy's standing on the, the peak of the roof on the top of the house. Hmm. And Jim, Jim's just looking at him. He's just speechless at this point. He's like, how did you even get up there? How He just doesn't know what to say. And the, the man looks at him and then looks at the river and then boom, he's gone. Never saw him again after that. So that's kind of a, a freaky story, right? So I'm 12 years old. We cross the river. We go back. I, I never bring that story up again. I never talk about it. I never tell any of my friends. This is just something between Jim, my brother, and I that while well, we were over there. Fast forward to, I was about 16, maybe 17 years old, and our house was built, it, it was a, a, a rambler or a, a ranch-style house, depending on what part of the country you're in, but it was like two ranch-style houses put together in kind of a, an X or a cross. So one end of the house, the one that's closest to the river, had our dining room and living room, and it was carpeted, and it had windows on all of the three sides, so you can see out to the river. And it had um, some shades that you could put down. And and then my bedroom and my parents' bedroom were on the complete opposite end. And there was a long hallway that connected it. So I had some friends over. And they were sleeping in the living room. And I had, for some reason, I was staying in my room. I think I needed the alarm clock. And I was too lazy to move it down there. Or we only had two couches and I didn't want to sleep on the floor. So I had my door open. And we were talking down the hallway. And it's a fairly long hallway. And it's the middle of winter. And one thing about the middle of winter in Minnesota, specifically about where we live, is we never went into the backyard in the winter because we just couldn't. There was no reason to. And it was just snow. And then we had about a foot of snow at that point. And it came all the way up to the windows. And it was just pristine snow, just completely undisturbed by anything or anyone because no one had been back there. And we have a, a, had a series of sliding glass doors um, and that on those three sides, right? So I'm, we're shouting back and forth. It's about 11 o'clock at night. My parents aren't home. We're just staying there and um, we're just kind of having fun talking. The shades are drawn outside, but for some reason we had all of the, the lights on in the backyard. We had a, a series of lights that were pointing back towards the pool and the pool was between the house and the river and they were all on. So they were illuminating the curtains coming into the, from the outside. And all of a sudden my friends went completely silent. And I'm, I'm looking down the hallway. I don't see anything. And I'm like, eh, maybe they f- fell asleep. And then all of a sudden I hear this. It sounds like someone is trying to rip open one of the sliding glass doors. 
we have the alarm on, so this shouldn't this should have triggered the alarm as hard as it was being pulled, but it didn't. And then I hear it just went quiet again, and I'm like, "Guys, what's going on?" And and they said, "Nick, are you out in the? I thought you were out in the backyard." I'm like, no. And then they came running into my room, and and so I I walked down to the living room. And I'm like, I don't see anything. And and so, you know, we everyone calmed down. We we went to, to bed. Um, I, I asked them, by the way, I, I forgot that part. I asked them what did they saw, what did they see? And they said they saw a shadow of a man walking up from the river, not all the way from the river, but they were it was walking from in that direction from the river towards the house across two of the windows to the furthest back sliding glass door. And that's when I we heard the yanking of the door, and then they saw the shadow walking back towards the river. And they said, just that shadow alone looked like he was wearing a coat down to about the middle of his thighs. And he was wearing a, a cap that made his head look round, like a bowler cap. I'm like, okay, that's really strange. And then the next morning we went outside to look and see if there were tracks. Like if someone had actually come up to the house, no tracks in the snow, <laughs> none whatsoever. So then I told, of course, told them the story about the uh, the person across the river, and they never stayed at the house ever again. <laughs> well, of course not. Yeah. So that's my that's my ghost story. Well, that's one of them, and a few other things happened, uh, but they're not anywhere as in depth or as scary as that. But my uh, my brother has stories because he's much he's eighteen years older than I am, and he grew up in that house too, and. Um, there are things that happened. He actually, he and one of his friends actually burnt down the house at one point. Oh. But before that, there were a few openings in different places that don't exist anymore that he claimed were haunted because doors would open that weren't supposed to open and stuff like that. So, mm. yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I Look, I've never been a, uh, so the show's on... What is it? Uh, one of the TV channels that are the sci-fi. Um, there's one on A and E. There's one on Travel I Channel. I want to say A and E probably is what I see, or, or or maybe Travel Channel too. But but some of the Ghost Hunters and yep, whatever the Ghost show, Adventures. I just I, okay, all right. I, m many of them, and I, I admittedly don't watch them for a long time. So I, I mean, I'll watch for a minute and a half and turn them off because they really don't hold much interest for me, but uh, many of them are just, uh, <laughs> I, they kind of remind me of the, it's probably the Geico commercial where the kids are in a Halloween movie <laughs> and they, they, no, don't get in the running car. <laughs> That'd be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and so let's go buy yeah, chainsaws. I, or the yeah, right. and and the <laughs> and the scary guy is sitting there and lifts his mask up. He's the natural with a crooked face, and right, he, he just rolls his eyes. It's awesome. That's kind of how I view many of these. Okay, well, I the, I am, your story the same way. Your story no, 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 is no, different. I'm, I I feel the same way about those programs as you do yes. the all except for ghost hunters i do enjoy ghost okay. hunters but i think the only reason i like it is their whole not their whole purpose but a lot of what they do for the most part there are a couple guys in there i'm like yeah oh, come on and i roll my eyes at him but the main guy at least he tries to de debunk everything before he'll even get close to believing that it's truly supernatural 
Uh-huh. And I, I like that, you know, go in and try to debunk it. You know, if you, you see a, a, what looks like a ghost figure and out of a security camera, and then you walk up to the camera and it has a cobweb in front of it. Yep. Yeah. So that makes sense. Right. Um, sure. So I do like that part. But. And, and and that's the, look, it, it's TV. So it's, there's production value in much of it. And right. I look at HGTV where they're doing, oh, they're just doing a house renovation. That, no, they make half of the crap up and situational oh, yeah. stuff. And I've known some people who have been in several of the shows. <laughs> yeah. And you just kind of go, really? Oh, yeah. We had bought the house yeah. three months before they started shooting. And, you know. <laughs> I actually have a, a bookshelf here in my office that came from one of those shows. Is that right? Yeah. I had a girlfriend that was actually a, one of the set designers. She was a set designer. Hmm. And yeah, so we got we got a couple of pieces of furniture and I kept the bookshelf. That's awesome. Yeah. So you, I mean, you split up, but oh, yeah. you got the bookshelf. I got the bookshelf. I that's, that's a pretty good deal. What did she get? I'm just curious. A TV. Oh, <laughs> a TV and one of my dogs. wow and the tv uh, i mean how many years ago was this oh it was it was a big tv it wasn't a flat so it was a crappy it was a big heavy crappy 36 inch yeah behemoth yeah i was happy to see i'd say you did very well with a bookshelf oh yeah i got i i really did and i mean it's it's lasted like 10 moves so that's good i don't think it's going to be able to be moved uh, one more time it's pretty uh it's pretty is it flimsy right now, but it, it's holding my printer, my TV, and all of my most of my books. So, so we have in common the fact that we moved several times. Uh, both of yeah. us have. And I, <laughs> did you ever have a waterbed? No, because you're too young for that. No, I'm not too young. I, huh? I actually had friends that had waterbeds when we were younger. Okay. So I, I have experienced them, but I never owned one. We owned one. And it was uh, back then, it was supposed to be a nice one. And so it was. This was actually uh, pre-marriage, you know, probably just after we got married. And uh, no, pre-marriage, we got it and, and kept it. But we moved it. I don't know how many times Lisa could tell you, probably three or four, five and you had to drain her every time and then take the oh, bed no. apart every time. It was, you know, screwed in. And <laughs> oh, finally, man. we got rid of it because seriously, it was uh, it wasn't that awesome anyway. I never thought it was. But it was a big king size bed. And man, that was the thing. You wanted to have a water bed. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, I think it's Tempur-Pedic or the, the memory foam. So before we got married, Jen had a Tempur-Pedic and it was a great bed. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, I wanted a king size bed. So now we have a knockoff that's not anywhere near as good, but it's still nice. It's comfortable. I will do a quick ad for a company near me. Uh, they actually make them in the factory of the company. It's uh, called Verlo, V-E-R-L-O mattresses. And uh, I had a really nice experience when we went into the store. I'm not much of a go try it on, but there are certain things that you have to try out and a bed's one of them. Right. Absolutely. Uh, um, it, it, yeah, I I think it's part of the same reason people very seldom buy vehicles sight unseen. And I mean, no offense to Carvana or anybody else, but the vast I'll take offense. Ma- I'll take offense for that for, the, for them. From <laughs> the you. vast, yeah. ma- I'm, I'm taking offense. The va- right I don't here. care. The vast majority <laughs> of people buy their vehicles only after they see them or drive them and or both. So. It, it, the point is, I think when you can check out the bed and sit in it and sit in multiple beds, it helps. So we ended up getting a, uh, a one that's a, it's called a hybrid 
and it's softer than I would used to have thought that I would like, but um, but it, it also is kind of a memory foamy <laughs> as well. So it's yeah. it's just really awesome. It's it sleeps quite well, and yeah. the, and oh, it's got the yeah the tilt and endoscopic. Oh, nice. Thing. Yeah. yeah, we don't have that. Ours ours cost a whopping seventy five dollars after I used coupons and nice and. Yeah, so but it's I mean it's not bad. It's it's really good. I it's a little bit softer than our other one. Yep. And I think I I think we well, I you know, honestly, I would I would pick the the one we sleep in, but my wife would pick her old Tempurpedic. Oh. So we need to get a Tempurpedic with that's kind of like the the one where you can pick your number yeah. on either side and adjust it. So we need a Tempurpedic that does that. So But I don't know if they make those yet. Yeah, I don't know. They have the Oh, uh, what's it called? It's the number sleep number. Sleep number. That's it. They yeah. they have those stores all over. Yeah, and, uh, and I think we're we're gonna we're talking about doing one of those next, but I don't know. Check it we'll out. See. Check it out. Take us with you. We can potty cast yeah, we, from your. We could do a potty mouths podcast from the the while uh, you're at that store. Sleep number yeah. store. I think that would be good. But maybe there'll be money in bed. <laughs> Not if you're with Jen. <laughs> <laughs> she would never leave you money. Anyway, the no. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this. Honey, if you're listening, I didn't say it this time. I didn't even think it. I was standing I take up offense. for her. I just But you know, so I, I want to go back to that really quickly because I think I'm I'm one of those weird people that is not in the majority. Because unless it's a used car, I agree with you 100%. But even the last car that I bought, the one that yeah. I bought for my wife, yeah. uh, I literally went to the website, looked for the, all the features that I wanted sure. in it, or she, I knew she wanted in, in it, and I said, I'll, I'll take that one, right? Yeah. Okay. And I didn't even look at it. I mean, it literally, the first time I laid eyes on it was when they had cleaned it up and pulled it around for well, me. Why didn't they just I bring it to your house? I was at the dealership. Do I? Why didn't they just bring it to your house? Because I was at the dealership. Oh, why were you at the dealership? I was in a meeting. So you I didn't had, buy it online? I, no, I didn't buy it online. Okay, good. Like if I would have been able to, I probably would have. Let me ask you a question. But, had you yeah. gotten there and sat in the vehicle and found out it was extraordinarily uncomfortable, would you have left with that vehicle? I don't. I had ridden in a similar vehicle and didn't find it uncomfortable. So I knew it would be pretty much the same. When you say it's a similar vehicle. It was exactly what, the same it? car. It was just different. It's like it was an... <laughs> It was uh, it was a year a year older and it was a rental car and I was perfectly comfortable in it and it wasn't the same trim level. But had you gotten in it and this one was uncomfortable, there but some change in seats or something. Um. Well, no, because I can't say the same for my wife. She probably would have. I was going off of what my wife wanted. She had sat in it before and liked it. The rental oh, car. Got it. So. Uh, if I had not set in the rental car, no, it wouldn't have made any difference. Now, I say that, you know, if I'm going to buy a car for myself, and th so I can see where you're, yes. what you're, where you're going with that, but I will have, I would, I would still buy online after having rented a car and knowing what, yeah. but I still, I'm, I'm still, and maybe I'm old school, but, uh, but so is again, the vast majority of the population still ends up going to a dealership to consummate the sale. Everybody does research online. There's no question. Right. How deep you get into it is, is really the question. I, and I, at some point I, I still enjoy driving them and seeing them and, uh, you know, and, and again, not everybody is like that. I, I get that. But um, 
I, I, I still would enjoy say, the new I would vehicle say it's part safe, of it. It's safe to say that there are very few people that are like that. I'm, I, I know for a fact I am in the minority. I don't really care that, you know, a car is going to drive. I'm more interested in, in the looks of the car, yeah. the technology of the car, yeah. and the perceived comfort. Yeah. I don't have to sit into it. Like, I know that a Mercedes is going to be a lot more comfortable than a Yugo. I would concur. Um, yeah. And Yugos, so, you just can't find them. I've looked. Yeah. You just can't. Yeah. yeah. But you get the idea. Yeah. I didn't want to call no, anyone and so out. So let me just let, let me just give you some credibility here. Not that you need it. Um, yeah, you do in a big way. Yeah, I really do. Uh, <laughs> no, I actually was before I uh, we ended up on Lisa's new car which she, yeah you never told us what it was by the way are you going to? i can if you think i should it's well it doesn't matter i own one from the primary oem from for whom we work so i <laughs> I, I don't think i have to own two from them no but well let's put it this way because you have told us what she used to drive is it the same make it is okay then that the, yeah, those people will know, and the other ones will just have to figure it out later. No, they'll just have to listen to the, all the other podcasts. That's uh, what I'm saying. <laughs> so, but but the thing is, if you have leased, and and that's one we decided to lease. If you've leased from an OEM, and you are considering another lease, they make it so attractive. It's tough for other, if they do it right, it's tough for other manufacturers to get you. Uh, to come to their team yeah, because they actually credited us for car payments. They, so we got into it four months earlier than we were supposed to be able to. Oh, wow. They gave us a $2,000 uh, rebate toward the lease. They, there was something else. I got a discount for being a Costco member and uh, it was a, um, it was a uh, loaner car or like a courtesy car. So I got oh. a discount because of that. So it was something that we, I, I don't know as we could have gotten a better deal on that type of a vehicle and she liked it. And so off we yeah. went. I, I recently I tried to do that with a BMW. Uh, Did you, yeah, a new one? It was a new one. Well, it was a loaner car like that. It, yep. it, so it, I mean, it was still new cause it was never titled and uh -huh. I tried to lease it, but I still was so far upside down in my current car. Sure. It just didn't make sense. Well, and, and so to that point, before we looked at that, one of the things I was looking at was Carvana to find either a used Mercedes or a used Beamer mm -hmm. and uh, found some nice ones and some that would have worked just fine. Carvana, to me, that's the real uh, advantage they have is the large amount of inventory. Because I, I honestly, right. once I made the decision to buy, I don't know if I get it for a week or 10 days or whatever their you know, benchmark time frame is. Uh, that part doesn't bother me. It's, is it the right car? And is it a nice one? And based on the miles and the their inspections and all of that, and the fact that you have seven days to check it out, I, I think it was fine. I wouldn't be scared of it. However, a friend of mine who got a car on Carvana received the vehicle. They brought it to him and it smelled like smoke. Oh yeah. That's where I would be out. Yeah. I can see that. Definitely. Yep. It's, it's I tough. And it I don't know how them. they, I've, I've heard horror stories about how they recondition their cars. Oh, I don't yeah. know if they're true, mm -hmm. but I'm been told, okay, good job, Clyde. <laughs> Clyde's the dog. Yes. Clyde is the, the, he's the galoot as my wife calls him. Big puppy. 
He's not that big, but he definitely acts like it. Um, <laughs> he acts like he's big. <laughs> yeah, he just bumps into things, knocks things over. <laughs> His head is always about where your knee is. Uh-huh. So whenever you're bending your knee for something, <laughs> walking even, it just hits his head naturally. Big galoot. He's, he's a I big like galoot. It. Anyway, um, Carvana, I don't know how they recondition, but I, I've heard horror stories that it's not the best conditioning. That's not to say that I wouldn't buy from them either. I think it's a, a great service. My biggest concern is I, I did a preliminary credit on uh-huh. one of them once just to see how it went. And uh, I have, I don't have expert, or not expert, I don't have perfect credit, but I don't have bad credit. I actually have very good credit. Mm-hmm. And my interest rates were still way higher than I'd feel comfortable ever buying a car at. Mm. So I, I thought, uh, it, I wonder what someone with perfect credit would actually get on uh, with their bank sure. uh, or through their bank for Carvana. And I don't know if I would trust it. So mm. that kind of has me a little bit leery about it. Uh, well, can you really get a good deal on your uh, on the car? Well, I mean, if you're going to uh, get financing somewhere else, secure financing through a credit union or something uh, like and that. You can do that, sure. absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's not hard to do. Yeah. But it's still, if you truly want to make it easy and you truly want everything done in the same place, and, I, and there are probably people that don't know any better and probably that's just true. go ahead and do it. And that's probably why they're making a lot of money. But that's a good point. Knowing what I know, they're really not making any money. But right, no, they're, well, they are. I mean, they are and they're not. I, I own. I have nope, stock. They're not profitable. I have stock, and and it keeps going up, and that's all I care well, about. Well, the stock so is pro- going it's profitable up, but the for company me. is not profitable. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. And everybody always says, "Well, Amazon didn't used to be profitable." Uh, okay, I'll grant you that. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, um, so. No, I I do think I'm in the minority. Like I said, I don't really care unless it's used. I would like to touch and drive a used car because there are I, I don't want to inherit other people's problems. But when it comes to a new car, a new car is a new car. I there are a few things that I would have to avoid that I would know. For example, I know when I climb into a, a seat of a sports car, I'm, my ass is probably not going to fit very comfortably in the seat. So, you know, I would have to drive it before I bought it. But you should you should just have. Yeah, I'd like you to customize this seat. Yeah, cust- customize. customize. I'm the sorry. Seat. Customize yeah. the seat. <laughs> well, and that's true. And, and you're going to get that with some. But I have to say this in my dealership's defense, it was the best. And, and I've owned 35, 40 cars over the course of my life, a lot of vehicles. Because yeah. when you're in the car business, you kind of do those opportunities cars, cross your path. And this was the best dealership delivery experience I've ever had. Even, well, actually, even when I was running the dealership and I bought a car, it wasn't that good a delivery. <laughs> so, <laughs> you didn't handle the delivery yourself? Yeah, exactly. I did it. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you're not that good. Shut up and drive the car. That's what I said. Um, but <laughs> You're an idiot if you don't take this roadside assistance. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I guess I'm going to have to be an idiot then. You shut up. You know, and it was kind of a long delivery. Uh, but but this truly was. And and a friend of mine runs the store and a friend of mine owns the store. He's even so kind, the dealer who's been there for years, called me after the delivery and just said, John, I just want to thank you. We really appreciate your business and uh, good to have you back again. You know, that's sort of a, sort of a thing. So just everything yeah. about the delivery was... Things. 
exceptional. So it's good to know, no matter what people say bad about dealerships and you know how it is to do business with them, there are still some good ones out there. It's just they're kind of few and far between. So I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have a bad dealer I deal with. They're all excellent. Wonderful people. Beautiful people, great dealerships, great processes. Uh, <laughs> they sell a lot of cars and they treat all the customers perfectly. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, let's talk about lawyers then. <laughs> I love every lawyer I've ever come in contact well, with. I love they are the best people out there. Me. They're the nicest people. And they're just, they're willing to bend over backwards. Wow. You are very easy today. How about TV repairman? How about somebody from AT&T? Oh, fuck AT&T. Yes! You're welcome, Eric. <laughs> oh. Speaking of. Yes. Well, not really. I was at uh, Segway. Um, I think we're. <laughs> that was the we're worst segment. I know. We really. It's, you know, speaking of that. It's coming to the end. Never mind. It's time to go. <laughs> I don't want to sit here and do a Minnesota goodbye. John commented earlier because of the system that we're, we've switched over to. When I first popped up, it actually brought up my video. And he's like, you're wearing a Minnesota sweatshirt. sweatshirt. That's exactly so how he, I said it. He's, drink, he's been drinking too. Yes. He's, he's kind of slurring his words. Sweatshirt. Sweatshirt. Um, I'm like, yeah, I'm wearing a Minnesota sweatshirt. What do you, what do you got? You got something bad to say about Minnesota? Punk? Wow. Anyway. Yeah. Fortunately, I'm wearing really my firearm shirt. does that mean your your it's on the sleeves your arms are on fire wow yes i have the what's the the t-shirt on the funny t-shirt stores they have the right to bear arms yeah so they have arms from a bear on the guys yeah that's awesome yeah Yeah. (laughs) on that note that's a good note folks head up to our website uh i know i don't have to say that but i just like saying it (laughs) Head up to pottymiles.com. Check out our social media networks. You can get to them from there. Leave us some comments. And hey, honestly, if you've got any ghost stories or really good stories, I don't care if we have to go past Halloween to tell them. I would love to do – I mean, I'm going to steal this from other podcasts that I've listened listened to. I would love to hear some listener stories. So if you've got any good ghost stories, let us know. Either we'll read them on the next podcast or one of the other podcasts, or maybe we'll invite you. If it's really good, we'll invite you on as a guest to tell your own ghost story. I think that would be a lot of fun. So head up to our social media networks. Give us some some things to talk about, some more uh, random topics, and uh, we'll plan for them. And then also uh, subscribe. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. Or you can listen to us online at, like I said, pottymiles.com. That's P-O-D-D-I-M-O-U-T-H-S dot com dot com. I'll probably get sued for that too. Beautiful voice. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, And then, you know, uh, we also have that Eat, Drink, Road. John finally sent me some pictures. Finally. So I'll I'll get some some things happening. Uh, And hopefully uh, you'll all tune in later. Tune in next week. John, anything on your, anything that you are burning (laughs) to say on this podcast today? I love when you end because you go until you can't go any longer. (laughs) That's just my life. (laughs) That's how I do everything. I'm out. He's still going. He's still going. He's going to die. Oh, there he did. He was face down in the dirt. Yep. But he gave it all till the end. That's right. Uh, It was great having you here today. We can't wait to see you again next Tuesday. Make sure you make a note of it. Probably a good idea to set an alarm on your phone 
so that you know. Absolutely. Or from our website, can you hear my dog flapping her ears in the background? That was annoying. That's awesome. That was Bonnie. So first Clyde was over here knocking things over, and now Bonnie's over here going flap, 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 flap. Yay, Bonnie. She's trying. You know what? She she wants to be part of the Halloween episode, Ah. and she's pretending she's a bat. (laughs) There you go. There you go. That's pretty scary. On that note, bye, everybody. Have a great week. See ya!